You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 83 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if you're on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members only subscription tier on versusmikehistory.com. When you say about, you know, in the system, this system has destroyed actually the black man. You know, because uh, everything that we've ever done, there's no part of this country that you can say. If you touch that, that a black man didn't bring it in here. You know, everything that they built, they've never been able to share with it. I don't even want to hear that, you know. What society have done just took our black men and destroyed their manhood. That's what they've done. They ain't bet it. family we are back for another episode of versus mike history uh, i'm glad to be back back behind the mic and we got a good episode ahead of us today uh first and foremost i hope that everybody is staying safe i hope everybody is managing to stay covid free the people who have gotten covid i hope you guys are doing everything in your ability to rehabilitate and yeah i hope we uh you know get through this thing and uh you know, push through and find new ways to stay safe. And, you know, it's just crazy. It's just crazy right now. I don't even really know what to say at this point. I've been, you know, talking about COVID for a very large portion of this podcast, the a very large existing portion of this podcast. So it's kind of wild. Um, Regardless, I did say that I was going to do more guest focused inter- um, podcast episodes and I don't have a guest for you guys today. I'm riding solo. So there's that. Um, I also wanted to touch on members only interviews. So as you guys know, when you subscribe to the members only subscription tier on the website, you get access to an archive of interviews that I do with different entrepreneurs and creatives in the community. And I just wanted to let you guys know that um, this year I'm going to be utilizing Zoom more in my conducting of interviews just because I want to be able to reach more uh, creatives in different regions and just really just uh, further my reach in, you know, the different communities and uh, reaching out to different people who are doing things that I think are really cool and things that. I want my audience to see. So I wanted to let you guys know that here and now. And yeah, um, I feel like January is kind of flying by. Like there's like the days are just going by. It's almost over. February is almost here, which means that Valentine's Day is almost here, which means that Black History Month is almost here. And, um, you know, time just keeps on trucking. But, you know. Like I said, we got an episode ahead of us, so let's go ahead and get started. All right, so as always, we leave with love, and I want to give a shout-out to everybody who I've come in contact with from the NFT community. Um, You guys have been very dope. It's been very interesting, to say the least, uh, navigating this new space, Um, you know, going to different events and being in different um, Twitter spaces and different Telegram chats and 
um, discords and things of that nature. And, you know, the people that I've gotten to have personal con- conversations with have been really dope. And, uh, yeah, shout out to you guys and let's go ahead and keep it moving. All right. So let's get started with some news. So this first topic, um, I don't have an article for, but I didn't really consider it word of mouth. Uh, the story broke on Tuesday and I wanted to touch on how the students of Brooklyn Tech walked out of school to protest in-person learning. Um, I thought it was a really powerful demonstration because um, shortly after the students walked out of school, uh, there were students who uh, got on mic with uh, certain news stations to speak about how uh, the school was supposed to shut down after it reached a certain percentage of um, po- positive COVID uh, uh, cases. And the student was speaking about how the school had uh, farly had far exceeded that uh, that number and how they were still required to be in school and how it would be more uh, productive and safer for them to uh, be getting uh, virtual learning. And I thought it was so powerful that the students themselves had to speak on this and had to make this demonstration because uh, so many educators and healthcare workers and other professionals feel the same way about um, how they're being treated in society right now, in America right now. And, um, you know, it's really telling. It's really telling because Brooklyn Tech is one of the most prestigious specialized schools in the country, and it's also the largest high school in the country. So, you know, when um, people start speaking up in these larger um, in these larger demographics, then then we have an issue on our hands. And I just wanted to speak on that. And you guys can go research that on your own. But, um, yeah, that's how I feel. All right, next up I have here that Ms. Lauren Hill is executive producing a documentary on the Baraka family. And I'm getting this from OK Player, so bear with me. Ms. Lauren Hill is bringing her storytelling skills to film. With screenwriter Oren uh, Moverman, the Newark native will be an executive producer for an upcoming documentary, Why Is We Americans?, which centers around social activists, the Baraka family. Co-directed by Udi Aloni and Ayana Morris, the film will also give an in-depth look into the life of black arts movement poet Amiri Baraka, who died in 2014 at 79 years old. According to the film stage, Wise We Americans will explore Amiri's civil rights leadership, Newark's social unrest during the 1960s and 70s, and tragedies that impacted the Baraka family. In 1984, Amiri's sister, uh, Kamako Baraka was murdered, and in 2003, Amiri's daughter, Shani Baraka, was killed in a double murder. So, sorry to end that segment on such a dark note, but I think it's very dope that um, Lauren Hill is producing a documentary on the Baraka family. Amiri Baraka is a very prominent Newark native, and his son, Raz Baraka, is currently the mayor. So you can see that they are very prominent figures within the city of Newark, within the state of New Jersey, and so on and so forth. And I thought that this is very dope. So, yeah. Okay, so I see here that Degrassi is being revived at HBO Max, and it has has also acquired its 14-season library. 
Uh, I'm getting this from Shadow and Act, so bear with me. Shadow and Act has confirmed that Warner Media Kids and Family has ordered a new Degrassi series, which will air on HBO Max from showrunners Laura Azapardi, bold, the bold and type, and Julia Cohen, Riverdale. The series will have a 10 hour. Uh, 10 hour long episodes and is expected to launch in the U.S. and HBO Max on 2023. Filming will begin later in 2022. Also, HBO Max has picked up the U.S. rights for the entire 14 season library of the franchise's long running and most notable installment, Degrassi The Next Generation. It will be available on HBO Max later this spring and on Cartoon Network at a later date. So, shout out to all of the Degrassi fans that uh, are out there. I myself grew up watching Degrassi for sure. Degrassi, the next generation, the next generation that is, um, the Drake era, if I had to be more specific, and uh, yeah. All right, so I have here that rapper Fat Joe launches a relief fund for five victims of the tragic Bronx apartment fire, and funds exceed one million dollars. And I'm getting this from Black Enterprise, so bear with me. Rapper Fat Joe launched a relief fund for the victims of the tragic apartment fire in his hometown. The deadly fire took place on Sunday, January 9th, and 17 people died and many others were injured, needing resources and shelter. The lean-back Bronx rapper Jay-Z and DJ Khaled made secure donations to the New York City Mayor's Fund, and he is asking other celebrities to contribute to other fire to, um, to the fire victims. Um, and yeah, and that's all I read from there. I think that that is dope. Shout out to Fat Joe for setting that up. Um, I think that is very important that we do everything in our power to help the victims of this Bronx fire and do what, um, the owners of the building and do what the city failed to do, which is provide adequate heat for every tenant in the building. You know, um, it's unfortunate that this tragedy had to happen because, you know, we don't see many things like this happening anymore in this day and age. Uh, But it is what it is. And, you know, the people responsible will say what they'll say. But we need to make sure that the people who were affected by this tragedy actually get real help. So shout out to Fat Joe. So there's been some controversy surrounding black TikTokers for a while now. I think that we can all come to an agreement on that. But uh, Forbes recently released a list of highest paid influencers on TikTok. And there were noticeably a lot of black TikTokers not on the list. And I'm getting this article from Blavity. So bear with me. Uh, Forbes released its new highest paid TikTok influencer list. The list ranks some of the platform's most valuable players that haul in an estimated $55.5 million, a 200% increase from 2020's total. The list is receiving backlash for its lack of black influencers being featured, especially after last year's black TikTok strike. Black users created the strike on TikTok in support of black TikTok creatives who work, whose work had been copied by non-black users and received viral success and careers in the industry. Still, black creators were amiss 
in this list except for uh, Senegalese-born Kabulim, who has amassed nearly 127 million followers. As Afrotech noted, Lim's follower count is right on the heels of Charlie D'Amelio, who has 133 followers. Honestly, like the with these, the way these new social media platforms are developed and designed, they are never uh, created with our best interests in mind. And this is why I always push people uh, of color, black people specifically, to be independent creators because, um, and not to say that you can't utilize the, the power of a larger corporate brand, but I feel like in the end, you should have the most control over your personal likeness in terms of content creation because um, it's, never, it's never a fair share of black creators getting what they deserve. Um, and that's just facts, you know, and it's, it's relevant and evident in every industry, but, um, you know, it's just sad to see that it's happening in developing industries as well. So there's that. And I I just wanted to share that with you guys. All right. So I don't have a lot for word of mouth today, but I do want to speak on Joss Whedon for a bit. So if you don't know, Joss Whedon is the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He also directed um, Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. So you can see how he's a pretty big name in television and film. Um, Joss Whedon was asked to take over the director seat of uh, the 2017, I believe, film justice league and um this was after tragedy fell upon Zack snyder's family and following this decision uh there were many uh instances and rumors of discrimination from the end of joss whedon in the form of misogyny and racism and other forms of discrimination on set now um one of the most notable people to come out against Joss was um, actor Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in the Justice League film. He has been very adamant and very vocal about his position. Um, his uh, role hasn't necessarily been recast, but he probably will never be in another DC or uh, WB project um, moving forward. And, you know, not much has happened to the executives that he named or Joss for that matter. Um, Joss has been called out by many other people, um, women specifically in the industry who are who've called him out for his misogyny. And, you know, The New Yorker is um, doing an article on him. And I just think that it's pretty trash to, you know, highlight somebody who's been uh, in the limelight for very negative reasons. And, you know, as somebody who, who's created, uh, pieces of art who, that, uh, that mean, that mean dear things to me, um, he needs to be still held accountable for his actions and for all the things that he's done to people while, 
um, in his position of power because it sucks, man. Like, it sucks that people can't just go to work and make their money and leave, that they got to deal with people who are assholes or who don't respect women or who don't respect people of color. So um, I just wanted to get that off my chest because I've been kind of following this story for years now through different stories and different articles and different people. And to see that um, now in 2022, we're um, sort of feeding into this by giving him a platform to, uh, you know, react publicly to these accusations. I don't think is the proper way to go about, you know, um, finding a solution to all the people who he's put in harm's way. And uh, yeah, that's just all I have to say about that. All right, it's time to get into some new music. And um, I did not listen to a lot of new music this weekend, uh, but we do have from a bird's eye view, which is Corday's new album um, that is out right now. Shout out to Naomi Osaka, who gave that a shout out after her win, um, after her match. Yeah. Um, NLE Chopper has Too Hot featuring Moneybag Yo. That is a single. We have Murder Beats, Blast, and Wale with One Shot. That is also a single. Earl Sweatshirt drops off his Sick album. That is the name of the project, Sick. Um, we have Joey Badass with The Revenge. That is a single. We have Surround Sound, which is a single by J.I.D. That features 21 Savage and Baby Tate. Um... We have Lyrics to Go, Volume 3, from Coda the Friend. What else do we have here? We have we have Motorola Era from AZ and 2 Chains. We got Easy by The Game and Kanye West. Um, I guess I should have spoke about this in my word of mouth a bit, but Kanye has been on a little bit of a tear, uh, taking pictures with different celebrities and getting in the studio and making songs about his divorce and beating up Pete Davidson and such and so forth. But I didn't really think that was worth speaking on. Uh, Chris Brown drops off iffy. I did hear that. That is a dope track. Um, what else do we have here? We have Robert Glasper, killer Mike, BJ, the Chicago kid and big crit. I think that's everybody on that song called black superhero. Um, Sledrin, Larry June and Wiz Khalifa with chill with me. And um, Babyface Ray, Land Strip Chip, Pusha T, Dancing with the Devil. These are all singles, by the way. Uh, NBA Youngboy with Bring the Hook. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for music. It's been uh, a lot of... Oh, and we have Jim Jones and DJ Drama with Gangsta Grills. We set the trends. And that is all I have. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I have two more. Um, FKA Twigs with Capri Songs and Kijan, Kijan Bryant. He drops off his album, Kijan. So that is all I have on music. All right, let's go ahead and get into TV trailers and movies. Um, I want to start by going over Eternals because I got to watch it for the first time as it just premiered on Disney Plus this past week. And man, that one was a swing and a miss from Marvel, I got to say. Um, What I will say positively about the film is that it was shot beautifully. Um, The cast was very diverse. Um, I think that from an acting standpoint, everybody did 
what they needed to do in terms of delivery. I feel as though um, the costumes were very um, high quality. uh, And I feel as though the graphics, the visual effects were very high quality as well. Um, Even for the deviants who, for as generic as they were designed, um, even up close, they had very specific detail. Um, I just wish that we would have gotten to see a little bit more of the celestials and, and, and grander detail. But um, that's uh, one of the many nitpicks that I have. In terms of how this movie can be improved, uh, man, like, it doesn't really make any sense why the time jumps are placed the way they are in this film and why they feel as though why the writers and the directors felt as though they needed to be as long as they were. Um, the fact that this story was told outside of a nonlinear fashion uh, was very detrimental to its delivery to the audience, I feel. And I do think that in the future, these characters will be entertaining in someone else's hands. Maybe not Chloe Zhao, not to say that she didn't do a good job directing the film. I just think that um, what Marvel was looking for in an Academy Award winning director is not necessarily what they got. Um, They wanted something different, but... uh, that something that fans would still gravitate towards and while it was different it's not something that fans will gravitate towards i feel like ultimately this will be one of the films um amongst the marvel canon that people find uh, on their own and find a personal connection with rather than um rating it at amongst one of the top marvel films in terms of its relevancy to uh, connecting everything together and so on and so forth. Uh, but that's just how I feel. Go ahead and check the movie out. It's on Disney Plus right now. And uh, yeah. Um, what else? I got the opportunity to watch three episodes of Peacemaker on HBO Max. And um, yeah. Uh, Warner Media, DC, they made the right decision by. You know, going after James Gunn once they once James Gunn and Disney got into the spat that they got into because, man, the Suicide Squad and this back to back uh, coming off of each other are a great look for DC. I cannot lie. Um, The show is really funny. It's well casted. And, you know, people deliver the, the cast delivers in more ways than I thought that they would in terms of how uh, much people are utilized uh throughout the series thus far and i do think that um this has a lot of potential to grow moving forward and james gunn also has a secret project with dc planned uh that is supposed to be coming to television which would mean hbo max and uh we don't know a lot about it and we don't know if it's connected to the suicide squad but it is a dc project so um we got that to look forward to and we got the rest of Peacemaker to look forward to. So, yeah. Uh, I also watched episode three of Boba Fett, uh, which is on Disney Plus right now. The book of Boba Fett. Uh, the series is actually better than I thought it would be. 
I feel like I said that the last time I um, reviewed the last episode, but it still falls a little bit shorter than where the Mandalorian um, excels. But I do see the potential that it has. I think that ultimately this uh, series would be a better vehicle for setting up potential spinoffs and um, other projects within the Star Wars lore on Disney Plus rather than using Mandalorian for that um, for that reason. Like it was used for in, in uh, season two, even though season two was an improvement of season one. I think that Mandalorian works best when it's telling its own story. Uh, Abbott Elementary. I watched the third episode of that. That show is still very much so hilarious. All the cast is so funny. Um, the writing on that show is so relevant and fresh and it just feels like a fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air from everything else that's going on um, in the TV world, comedy-wise. And I'm so thankful that Quinta Brunson is starring in a show that she created herself. You know, um, it's very important for black creators and it's very important for black audiences. What else do I have here? Uh, Euphoria, episode two, season two. Uh, that was very dope. We got some insight on Nate and his new obsession with uh, Cassie. Uh, We see Nate's father, you know, trying to do the dad thing in reaction to what happened in last week's episode. And yeah, I really like the format of uh, deep character dives into um, these this cast of characters that we've um, met. And I really, it makes me want to go back and watch the first season to see how uh, the groundwork was really laid for this season because I feel like uh, Sam Levinson, who is creator of this show, who is also executive producer and directs, um, who has directed both episodes so far, has done an amazing job at like uh, laying the groundwork and the aesthetic of this world that we've fall in love with every Sunday. So, um, shout out to Zendaya also, who does an amazing job leading the cast. And, um, you know, the stories are very interesting and, uh, you almost have to remember that these guys are in, that these people are supposed to be in high school. That's crazy. But, um, regardless, interesting television. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for, uh, this week's episode. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here now. Um, So as always, send topics, questions, music, and movie suggestions. Follow the podcast on Twitter at VSMikeHistory and on Instagram and the fan base app at VersusMikeHistory. You can follow me on Twitter at MikeHistory and on Instagram at LastNameHistory. And this week's sound selection comes from J.I.D. featuring 21 Savage and Baby Tate. And it is called Surround Sound. I will see you at the next episode and stay beautiful, black people. I know I can't afford to stop for one moment. That it's too soon, too far. Push the button.
fucking pack off of the porch or break a pound down Get the scrap if it happen to blow it makes a round sounds Pussy cat on my lap push it back and go to town down Putting rap on my back and I'm black and snatching crowns How they came back around like a nigga selling cracking pounds I got a bag now but it's nothing to brag about Gun blast in the background I'm a black man with the bloodhounds Mac 10 making love sounds to a bad chick she from uptown I'm from down south not a loud mouth we can fuck around Hit the music baby cut it down Hit a doobie while you do me indubitably I feel like I'm a bust now I feel like a bust down When I shine bright blind niggas is up now In the cut big black truck pack sacked up You can pick it up now nigga fuck it okay Push the fucking pack off of the porch or break a pound down Get the scrap if it happen to blow it makes a round sounds Pussy cat on my lap push it back and go to town down Putting rap on my back and I'm black and snatching crowns Money attached emotionally. I get the clutch, and if you get too close to me, I'm at the top where I'm supposed to be. Jumping in the gang, niggas act like they coaching me. 400 rats ain't shit, but it's showed to me. I'm on the road, and I bet that you're holding me. When I'm in traffic, it's always a pole with me. Pillsbury, man, I keep doing me. Hit from the back, she giving me slurp, and I ain't even pull my pants down. Jump in the box and slide to the other side, it's always a man down. Draw down, hands in the air, nigga, make one move, get gunned down. Giving out smoke so long, they don't even wanna talk no more, they just run down. No lock doors, I serve with a chop. Bitch got spent, she was hanging with a op. We call him Mickey, talk to the cops. I was on Pinedale, glass in the sock. Back in the die, I invest in the block. Fast forward, now I'm investing in stock. I put a drum on the heckling cots, don't play, cause I'm very invested in shots. Push the fucking pack off of the porch or break a pound down. Get the scrap if it happened to blow it. It makes a round sounds Pussy cat on my lap Push it back and go to town down Putting rap on my back And I'm black and snatching crowns Put a pussy cat in his face Cause he's still young Shush and breach Then I took it back Now he's sick that he's shaking And he's shield Like the way it tastes And he ain't ate it in a minute They call me a baby But I still got hella shit Oh shit, run that motherfucking crown, you bitch. Motherfucking bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Sorry in advance for my bro. They'll whip a nigga ass. What you whipping up? Shit in the back. If you looking for the dope, niggas got it in the bag. Cause we trapping on the low. And I'm the shit with the flow. <laughs> Give me a joke. Heard the nigga say that you the next. No, no, no. I'm the best. Tell them bitches stop the motherfucking press. Press stop. Fuck a top five list. Get him a vest. He get lopsided. Fuck the cops. We was running from Rottweiler. Most of my partners ain't had poppers, just a pop condom Couple kids with Alzheimer's, 40 on his side Boy, you might all stop, he on the block violent Robbing niggas in the hood and then swap genres Green light, line a nigga up, stop, sign him Keep driving, you will not find him I'm a, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an anomaly I turn into a rap ironically And ran the backup, backup, niggas is on me Niggas should honor me, if you think I'm a wannabe It's pretty comedy, I'm melancholy and cool So calmly busting moves, my troops carry velocity Same posse since Osh, posh, bagosh, pussy clock Treat the rapping like a pushing rock On the stove with the Pyrex pot The door stay locked, it don't say knock We on they block, we on they block It's Monopoly game, we stole their properties Smooth talking and moonwalking The same little nigga, small pawn But a pool shark, I aim big stick Knock chalk off cue balls, bang this shit Bang, 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 bang. <laughs>